Wednesday, December 20th. Welcome back to the Damon Bruce Show. It's so good to have you here. Good morning if you're on the West Coast. If you're on the East Coast, it's your afternoon. No matter where you are, it's the right time to be here. It's Humo Day, according to the Plucers, so can't go wrong with that. It is great to have you here. Thank you so very much for supporting the channel, for clicking like once again, for hitting subscribe and all those good things. And boy, right on my lap, I got a pair of candy striped pants, and we'll get to these trace in just a minute. But look, a lot of you, you come here for your football, and I thank you for that, and we're going to take care of our football fans first and foremost because, kids, it is Ravens week. The last week of regular season bird hunting is on the 49ers, and what a weekend it should be. This is an interesting football game. This is a very interesting football game. game. We had the two teams with the best records in the NFL meeting this weekend. You're going to hear the phrase Super Bowl preview over and over again, and normally that's a bit performative, but in this case, it might not be. You know, we're late enough in the year to see who's playing well, who's peaking at the right time, who's playing right. And man, both the 49ers and Ravens are doing just that. Five more games is a lifetime of football. And that's what each team is looking at. Three final regular season games and at least two postseason games to reach a Super Bowl. So we're going to put the talk of any Super Bowl away for another day. It's just, there's too much football between now and then. Too many things can change. And if you don't believe that seasons can change with injuries, all you got to do is ask the Baltimore Ravens. They are dealing with another injury, which will come to bear and be in focus when they play the Niners on Sunday. Um, But we got here, we got legit teams built by legit general managers with legit head coaches and defenses that are absolutely going to be at each other's throats this weekend. This is a big boy football game. Big boy football game. Now, the Ravens lost starting running back J.K. Dobbins all the way back in week one. Uh, They have since been getting by with a mixture of Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell, a rookie who's been doing a great job, but his job is now over because Keaton Mitchell was carted off on Sunday with a bad knee injury, and he's not going to be playing again. Again, Dobbins, he tore his Achilles all the way back in week one. So Sunday, it's going to be an awful lot of Gus Edwards in the mix. You know, he's been in that Ravens mix all year long, and now basically it's on him to get it done for Baltimore in this running game, even though we all know who their best running back is, and their best running back is their quarterback, and we'll get to Mr. Extraordinary here in just a second. Tight end Mark Andrews, his ankle broke in week 11. Uh, To the Ravens' credit, they've been chugging through that injury too. Isaiah Likely. Not a guy named Isaiah who's likely to play. His last name is Likely. Isaiah Likely has been the tight end since the Andrews injury. The Andrew, not Andrews. It's not the Andrews sisters. It's a singular, not plural. Andrew. Mark Andrew. Uh, Not going, which is, uh, you know, a, a, a demerit for the Ravens' overall plans. He's fantastic, but Likely is pretty good, too. So the Ravens come in here with a good team, a deep team. Again, well-coached, well-built. You got a GM and a head coach totally on the same page. And look, John Harbaugh, let's be, let's be, prop, let's be totally honest about who John Harbaugh is. John Harbaugh is probably the least discussed fantastic coach in the NFL. 
not named Mike Tomlin. Basically, Jim Harbaugh is either the white Mike Tomlin or Mike Tomlin is the black Jim Harbaugh or excuse me, John Harbaugh. Um, either way, we got two head coaches who have something very much in common. They are consistently winning football games. No matter what is happening to their team, an up year, a down year, a year they're going to contend, a year they're not going to contend, you just see the Ravens and the Steelers finding a way, finding their way through another season over and over again. But they do so in such a physical style. Like a lot of people discount the coaching that goes into that. You know, when power football overwhelms an afternoon, you don't really walk away talking about like how great that scheme was or how great the game plan was. And it's stylistic. I, I think the lack of, of credit that these coaches get, Tomlin and Harbaugh, it's due to the style that the, that the football teams play. Um, it's also due to the fact that, you know, just blue collar and lunch pail and all the, 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 the weird, you know, adverbs that are, are, are put on these teams seem to dominate more than, man, these are really well-coached teams. Uh, but they are. So is, so is the burden of coaching power football, I guess. But a really good coach who knows how to scheme up winners is going to be here with the Baltimore Ravens. And guess what? Waiting for that really good coach is the 49ers' own really good coach who knows how to scheme it up as well. I, I don't smell blowout in this game. I really smell fair fight in this game. The first team to make the mistake, the first team that blinks is probably the, the team that loses on Sunday. Neither of these teams have much regard for being at home or on the road. Uh, they just play a solid brand of football in every football game they're in. So this is going to be a hell of a fight. And look, if the Niners can put it in the win column, it just makes everything easier. It, it really does. Not only is it the big message sent over the other 11-win team, not only would it be a win over a team that you very well could go on to meet in Las Vegas several weeks from now, there's all that on the table, but it's just the mission that the 49ers are trying to accomplish that overrides everything. And look, cliches are cliches because there's truth to them. And taking games... One game at a time, one quarter at a time, one play at the time. It's the right way to go about it. But I cannot help but look at what is available here for the 49ers. Here's what you want. Here's how you want the season to end if you're a fan. Beat the Ravens. Beat the Washington Commanders. Sam Darnold starts against the Rams in week 18. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a who gives a rip final regular season game of the year against the Los Angeles Rams, and you get home field advantage by winning two of your next three. That's it. This is controlling your own destiny. You win the next two, the third won't even matter. And that is the situation that the 49ers find themselves in, and hopefully they can navigate themselves through it. Thank you for helping me navigate my career over to YouTube. The support has just been tremendous. Memberships are officially now opened. For the initiated, you are welcome, and you have my permission to join. Uh, we will be uh, treating everyone the same, though. That's a thing. It's not like there's a VIP lounge 
and everyone else is out. That's not how it works. Not how it works over here. I thank you for being a part of supporting this channel. I thank my sponsors, as always. I'm so, so lucky to have a guy like Ike in my corner. And you'll be very lucky to have a sandwich like Ike's in your mouth for lunch today. As a matter of fact, you should absolutely be ordering Ike's. If you're thinking you got some family coming to town, uh, you're going to be making a big Christmas meal. Uh, you're not going to want to do a lot of cooking before and after said Christmas meal. Get yourself a whole bunch of Ike sandwiches. There's something to please everybody in the house, everybody in the crowd, and you can have it delivered. If you download the Ike's Rewards app, you're going to be earning your way towards free sandwiches. That's my man right there. It's the best sandwich shop in the world. Absolutely delicious options that go to infinity, and it's just fantastic. The quality never, ever wanes, ever. Every sandwich is as good as the last one. That is a well-run business. Thank you so much to Ike for all of his support. Little early in the week, shout out to Uncle Boys. Uncle Boys says, we want to do something for members, and maybe we'll have Uncle Boys do something for members. Ike's wants to do something, too. We need to aggregate a little members list and, uh, and, and share some email addresses and whatnot. All of that's going to happen. Thank you for being patient. Uh, really, a membership now is just a way to support the channel more than anything else, and Uncle Boys has been supporting this channel from the get-go. We love them. We thank them, as always. Uh, and man, when it comes to getting right and not getting surgery, have I got the orthopedic surgeon for you? Dr. Paul Hughes. Get all the information you need about Dr. Paul Hughes at orthopedicsurgeries.com. If you're listening to me in the Bay Area, he's got an office in San Mateo, and he's got a cellular replacement therapy which could totally render irrelevant your need for partial or full joint replacement, knees, hips, shoulders, all the things that start getting rickety when you're around my age, Dr. Paul Hughes can take care of it. Go to orthopedicsurgeries.com to find out everything you need to know about Dr. Paul Hughes. Schedule a consultation today. You'll be very happy that you did. He can help you avoid surgery. I got them Kobe Bryant knees. Boy, do my knees feel good. And we'll also give some love to Jax. Look at me. I'm wearing a little uh, Golden Gate Gales, a former... So I, I don't even like soccer, but I like this T-shirt so much. I got it at Jax. You can get all of your holiday shopping done at Jax and use promo code DamonBruce10 when you check out to save 10% off. That is JaxSF.com. Their, their brick and mortar is on Chestnut. And if you're looking to make a wager, all you got to do is go to MyBookie.ag. Use promo code Damon when you sign up over there. You'll get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. You'll find a full casino to play in. It's like being in Las Vegas, baby. All the prop bets, all the, the, the odds that you would ever want in sports are there. And you want to play some blackjack, little casino games. It's all there. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code Damon. Thanks so much to the sponsors. Again, thanks so much to all the members. Thanks so much to just anyone who is sitting in this room right now. All 180 of you. Hey, go ahead and hit like. There should be 180 likes up there right now. Thank you so much for being here today. It means an awful lot. Let's get back to the fact that the Ravens are coming to town. And basically, the Ravens' offense is Lamar Jackson showing you how special of a football player he really is. I mean, that's what the Ravens are. This guy's as much of a one-man army as you're going to find anywhere. And if, and this isn't going to win me any 49ers fans over, but it's the absolute truth. If you really wanted to say... So the MVP of the football season isn't coming. 
from the San Francisco 49ers. It's not going to be Brock. It's not going to be Christian McCaffrey. Lamar Jackson is probably the third man up to bat. And he is extraordinary. He truly is. He is special. He averages over 220 passing yards while running for nearly 53 yards per game. Truly special athlete. He feeds himself. He's their leading passer. He's their leading rusher. He's like a thicker Michael Vick. I mean, he really is. He's got all kinds of talent just pouring out of every single appendage he has. His arms are special. His legs are special. He's a really good football player. A really good football player. Uh, when you look around him, man, the, 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 the Ravens don't look great on paper. They're so much better on field than they are on paper. Um, you know, even though they got a name like Odell Beckham Jr., who is more of a playmaker now than like a possession or deep threat, he is not who he used to be, but he's still really good. The best receiver, consistent, most consistent receiver on the Baltimore Ravens is Zay Flowers. He's good. More of a possession guy than a big play guy, though. Nelson Aguilar, who you know, is as likely to drop a pass as catch a pass, depending on which Nelson Aguilar shows up, depends on how difficult the Ravens really are to deal with in any one particular game. Defensively, they're an absolute fucking monster. They really are. Um, Roquan Smith, originally drafted by the Chicago Bears, and it just shows you what a bad operation the Bears are. They traded him, and I mean, maybe they are in that we're rebuilding, retooling, but then what are you making all these deals along the defensive line with the Baltimore? You know, again, again, there's nothing that happens with the Chicago Bears where one thing they do makes sense based on the next thing they do. They traded Roquan Smith. Guy's a human tackling machine. He's the fourth leading tackler in football right now. He plays next to Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen are the best pair of linebackers on one team not named Fred Warner and Trey Green uh, Dre Greenlaw. This is this is a big boy nasty football team. Nasty football team, nasty defense. And Jadavian Clowney is still in this league. Seven and a half sacks for him. Um Justin is a tough last name to pronounce, and it's why he's not discussed. But Justin Matabuki is the best defensive player that no one talks out talks about outside of the city of Baltimore. I think it's got to do with his last name is easy to trip over. And so that keeps people from talking about him. This guy's got 12 and a half sacks, 11 tackles for a loss, two forced fumbles, and he is in the middle of everything the Ravens do defensively. I was watching a little Ravens defensive reel this week, getting ready for today's show. He is he is their Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw and Hargrave all wrapped up into one dude. He is their defensive line, basically guys a handful so that's the challenge for the 49ers offense keeping two of the best linebackers in football one of the best d tackles in all football uh maybe the best d tackle this season not named aaron darn uh aaron donald i mean he, he's a monster and the ravens again are better on a football field than they are on paper 
On paper, it's Lamar Jackson and a whole bunch of other guys. On a football field, it's the fifth most dynamic offense in the NFL and the second best defense that leads the NFL in sacks as a team this year. They've got 50 across the board for the Ravens. Excuse me. So the Duchess showed up. She was a little sick. She's got all the rest of us a little bit sick today. Gah. Got that guh. Want to shake the guh feeling before uh, before Christmas gets here. Mm. There it is for these those keeping score at home. That's your sip of the day right there. And it was needed for the back of the throat. Ravens are a really good football team. They rush for 163 yards per game. That's the most in football. 49ers aren't far behind. They're the third most rushingest team in all of football and the second most passingest team in all of football right now. Brock Purdy, how about that? Second highest passing average yards per game in football right now. Both of these teams are handfuls. Both of them are. The 49ers got more star power, but boy, the Ravens can do basically anything they want to do on a football field too. They're really good. And the one place the Ravens, I think, have the clear advantage in this game is in their return game on special teams. You got the best kicker probably in football in Justin Tucker. He's one of the greatest kickers ever. Uh, You've got kick return and punt return units that affect games while the 49ers kick return and punt return units are just basically a couple of units that fans are hoping don't make mistakes. You got an impact to the positive kick return, punt return, Baltimore Ravens team coming and a let's just hope they don't blow it punt return, kick return of the 49ers. So to me, special teams, is where the Ravens have a clear advantage in this game. And they are mathematically the better defense. Not much better, but they are. So you can say the Ravens come in here checking two out of those three boxes. The first team that makes the mistake, the team that then compounds that mistake with a second mistake, is where this game probably gets decided. You know, the 49ers have a plus 13 takeaway advantage, which is tops in the NFL. The Ravens are plus five. They're not sloppy, but they don't take the ball away quite like the 49ers do. What we got here is really good meeting, really good meeting, well-coached meeting, really well-coached meaning talent everywhere, even though it doesn't have the star power that the talent everywhere and star power that the Niners have. I mean, this is, this is going to be a hell of a football game. It really is. I don't feel a blowout either way. I think it's a game that could be either team's game in the fourth quarter. Unless the 49ers really do straight up unzip and whip it out and just flop it on the table and show everybody, this is seriously, this is this is the, the best team in football. I mean, we're no there, we know that they are among the best teams in football. This is one of those. If you beat the Ravens big and loud and by 10 or more points, there's going to be a holy shit feeling going around football when it comes to the Niners on, well, I guess it's a Monday game, right? Isn't that Christmas, Monday? So Tuesday, everyone's going to be doing the, oh my God, look how good they are if the Niners win this game big and vice versa. 
the Ravens come in here and lay that smackdown, everybody's going to be talking about how, you know, Baltimore ain't sexy once again, but they might be the best team in football. It's going to be a hell of a game. I'm ready for it. And boy, do I invite you to spend your Christmas with us here on the Plus. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, and, and I acknowledge this, a lot of people get to Christmas and they feel a little isolated. They feel alone. They feel like they don't have nearly the group to hang out with on the holidays, either due to distance or whatever went wrong in relationships or just life that makes people feel a little isolated and distant. All I'm going to do is tell you that we're going to be hanging out together on Christmas Eve, and you're more than welcome to be here, as a matter of fact. I hope on it. I insist upon it. Come on in. Eggnog and cookies on YouTube for everyone. That's what we got going on on Christmas. I'm really looking forward to it. Leslie, smash mouth football. That's what we got coming, Leslie. There is no doubt. That is what is on our way. Look, we will uh, get into the chats today. I have uh, taken the pre-show leak that avoided me yesterday. We had to stop for a little human nature uh, yesterday. Uh, we're going to keep going here, but I do have a haircut to get to. So you're going to have a, uh, a a cleaned up D. Bruce for you coming up tomorrow. A uh, couple of pinned tweets here from early before the show even started. We had Chef A obviously rolling out of bed and smoking one this morning. Golden State Warriors, Warriors, Golden State Warriors, Warriors, Golden State Warriors, Warriors, best game of the year so far. <coughs> yes, that was a hell of a game last night. Damon, I need two whiskey shots. Dale, two whiskey shots before we get wrong. I got to go get my hair cut. I can't be all whiskeyed up walking into the barbershop. And let's be honest, I go to a salon. I don't have a just a barbershop. I, I, the longest relationship I've ever had with a woman coming to the West Coast is the woman who does my hair. I've known Teresa for about, about 17 years now, longer than I've known my wife. I've, I've had a longer relationship with Teresa than any woman I've ever been married to, only one, or any woman that I've ever dated, to be honest with you. The only women that I've known longer than Teresa are like friends that I still keep in touch with from high school and family members, my sister, my mom. I, it's, it's incredible. So uh, I trust her completely. I sit down in her chair and I don't even tell her what to do. She just does it. Uh, she knows more. She cares more about my hair than I ever have. And I, and I care about my hair. There's talk of uh, steaks this morning, how to cook the right steak, how to make everybody happy. Stacey Leo saying she got the ooey gooey Rice Krispie treats going. Yeah, Jillian's bacon. We got Rice Krispie treats upstairs. We got cookies coming out of the oven. It's been a little muted by everybody feeling <coughs> like that. But oh yes, the treats are coming. I'm so excited about all these treats. I need, I need everybody to feel better here. I need absolutely to everybody to feel better over here because we're supposed to be prime rib on Christmas. We got people coming over. I would that that's been pre-ordered. I I I I I need this Christmas. I need this Christmas. I don't need to be sick this Christmas. No one needs to be sick for Christmas. Mike Rossi. The Harbaugh family needs John to translate the weird stuff that Jim says. It really is. There's always like a normal brother and then the weird brother. And we know that Jim's the weird one and John's the normal one. 
Damon, what about uh, uh, members only jackets? What do you mean for the initiated? Uh, you know what? You're, you, you guys are crazy enough to rock members only jackets. You really are. Okay. Okay. So, can we talk about what happened to Chase Center last night? Uh, I already put up the Trace Jackson Davis is as good as I told you he was video. Go ahead and check that out. Give that a like. Give that a click. Give that a view. It'll only take four minutes out of your life. I hit you with the with the uh, instant reaction video last night. What a coming out party for Trace. Uh, I, I really hope that Steve Kerr gets it now. I really hope that Steve Kerr gets it. Uh, there is a special special, special player in Trace Jackson Davis who's ready to go. Again, he needs more minutes. He needs to be a rotation guy. He never, never he doesn't need to go to Santa Cruz unless he wants to ride a roller coaster ever again. Um, no more watching. No more G-leaguing. As a matter of fact, if we're being totally honest, with all due respect to Kevon Looney, who we all love, Trace Jackson Davis should be the starting center for the Golden State Warriors. And if you still want to give Kavon those token starts because he's earned them throughout the years, you go ahead. We all know what that looks like. You know, Kavon Looney starts, he plays 12 minutes, and then it's a lot of trace. Do that. Close with trace. If you don't want to open with him, it's time to start closing with this guy. That block last night on the dunk was just as nasty as a play as you'll see in the NBA all year. <coughs> Pardon me. Again, I can feel the throat closing. God damn it. Curry was awesome last night. But Trace Jackson Davis had his coming out party. I know why Steve Kerr doesn't trust his rookies. He never had rookies that were worthy of trusting in their rookie years. He's got two of them right now, and I hope that Pajemski's back is okay. Certainly seems like it sounds like it is. Uh, Monty Poole reporting last night that there was no ill after effect uh, for Pajemski. When he when he hurt his back a little bit after a fall, uh, that's good. But Kerr's got a couple of rookies who can play right now, contribute right now. And he's been stung by rookies that he was told might be ready to help, but were too raw and couldn't. Neither one of these guys is raw, especially Trace. Trace is more seasoned right now at this point in his career than Jonathan Kaminga is. And Jonathan Kaminga played great last night, too, and needs more minutes. And we need more minutes out of Moody and fewer minutes from Andrew Wiggins. Look, if, you know, while Draymond Green is getting a three-week mental hug, if it opens up minutes and opportunity for these guys, they're ready to take it. It's time to officially see more of Trace Jackson Davis, not less, not ever again, not ever again. That guy should be playing 20 minutes a night. Full stop. There you go. Meanwhile, Steph Curry, dude, just Steph Curry. Steph freaking Curry. Steph Curry's brought more joy to my television than like an episode of Real Sex did on HBO when I was 13, 14 years old. It's like, oh, boobies tonight. 
Ooh, Steph Curry tonight, just hitting threes everywhere. Stat Muse had a hell of a story, uh, a hell of a, 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 well, tweet, I guess not a story about Curry right now. They're tracking him in 2023. And right now, Steph Curry is first in clutch points, first in clutch baskets, first in clutch threes, first in overtime threes, first in overtime points. He's first in fourth quarter, fourth quarter threes, and second in fourth quarter points. What more do you want than that? Well, my man Mark Persanti says, my son Enzo says that there's an Ikes and Chico where he goes to college. He does not have the Damon Bruce. What is up with that? It's not on the menu, but you can still order. You can get a Damon Bruce anywhere. There's a lot of sandwiches that, again, he Ike's got so many sandwiches, he can't put them all up on the menu. You can get a Damon Bruce anywhere. Thank you very much for asking, Mark. It's my guy, Mark Persante, right there. You tell Enzo he can get a Damon Bruce anywhere at any Ikes. Uh, Steph Curry feels like he can just get that shot off anywhere, anytime. And I know that he didn't hit a three in Portland. I guess he was saving it for the Celtics. There is something special that happens when the Warriors and Celtics get on a basketball court together. These are good games, man. And it's great to see Clay Thompson finally shaking out of his funk. How about this? Last four games for Clay Thompson. 30 points with eight threes, 24 points with four threes, zero turnovers, 28 points on five made threes, 24 points on six threes. His shooting percentages are up across the board. His rebounding is up across the board. He is not getting cooked defensively. Game in, game out now. We're getting a clay needed to round the corner, and we're getting it. That's really, really good to see. It's really good to see. So, you know, I, I'm not going to attach Draymond beating, being out of the room with better vibes. I would never say that the Warriors are better without Draymond. But last night, they got it done in a big way, and it felt good, and it felt like, I don't know, the cloud had been removed from the room or the equation or the distraction. Again, I love Draymond Green right up until he is a demerit to his own team's chances to win, and that's really what he's become. Draymond's technicals and his behavior has done more to fire up the opposition than it does his own team lately. So he's got to correct all that. He's got plenty of time to do it. I can't remember who said it in the chat the other day, but they're like, basically, what Draymond needs is to sit down with a blanket and watch a whole bunch of Bob Ross, some joy of painting. Just calm the fuck down, Draymond. You know? Oh, Draymond, he's such a competitor. He wants it so bad. Dude, everybody in the league wants it so bad. He ain't special. Nobody else putting chokeholds on guys. Come on. Damon, stop trying to scare us this Christmas. It's supposed to be a good day with the 49ers winning. Hey, who keeps it more real than your boy, right? That's why you keep on coming back here, because I'm going to give it to you the old good old-fashioned what's what, not what we hope. This is a really, really good Ravens team. The Ravens believe that they could be Super Bowl champions as much as the 49ers believe that they could be too. This is a good game coming. What makes it good is you don't know who's going to win before it starts. Albert, the other day, his birthday, your shout out was memorable. A fan for life here. I'm buying a membership once my mortgage goes down next year. God bless you, brother. <laughs> Thank you very much. You will find memberships more reasonable than most Bay Area mortgages. I can promise you that. Hit that steam room. 
Yeah, like I got a stream room, Greedy, uh, Greedy Greg, 415. I mean, if I want a steam room, I just got to make it hot in the bathroom. Hot water, hot shower, that's the best I can do. But yeah, I had the shower this morning, had the spilkis coming up. It was good. But yeah, I absolutely, I wish I had a sauna. I wish I could go get a schwitz. Chef Amy knows what I'm talking about. So it's good to see Steph Curry putting the best show on TV, back on TV. Uh, really good to see Clay Thompson rounding into form. And Trace Jackson Davis, he's ready for his close-up, man. It's ready. I told you. Ah, I love being right. I love being right about sports because it just makes me realize that the things that I've always believed matter still matter. It's not about me being right. It's about fundamentals still mattering. It's about angles. It's about defensive timing. It's about reps. It's about playing. You know, four years of Big Ten basketball turns you into a basketball player more than just like one-and-done guys who you hope. All right. What else? We got some super chats coming in. I want to get to those. I want to get to those before we wrap up today. Oh, you know what we also got to get to? Honestly, we got we, we got to get to John Morant. Look, John Morant was rightfully criticized for all the knuckleheadery that he has brought into his own career with his own actions. This guy got back from an Instagram suspension, which is singularly the corniest, dumbest thing to be suspended for in the world. Well, I wanted to look like a gangster rapper, so I'm flashing guns on Instagram. You fucking idiot. But what a player. Like, what a player. I hope this guy gets his head right, because if Steph Curry's the most fun player to watch in basketball, John Morant might be the second most fun. He really is. Did you see what he did last night? He hit a buzzer beater as the Grizz came back from down 24. He had 34 points, six rebounds, eight assists in his first game back from a 25-game suspension. Suspended for pretend thuggery. Pretend gangsterism. It's the dumbest thing in the world to be suspended for. So, Ja, keep it basketball. And you have the opportunity to be the face of this league one day. That's how talented you are. But if you give it up with just knuckleheaded moments, I, I, I can't help you. I want to help you. Listen to Uncle Damon, Ja. Put the gram down, put the basketball in your hand, and just go to work. And that brings us to today's Final story before we get into Club Plus. Uh, I, I want to talk about the tale of Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito, the New York Giants quarterback, after injuries to Daniel Jones and everyone else really not working out, Tommy DeVito has won a few games. And look, maybe Tommy DeVito beats the Eagles. He's got two shots at them over the next couple of weeks, right? The, the Eagles still play the Giants twice in their next three weeks. If the Giants beat the Eagles, boy, that's a straight up DEFCON 1 panic time in Philadelphia, should that happen. But there's a good story happening with Tommy DeVito uh, that, let's face it, had his last name, if his name were Tommy Smith, it wouldn't nearly be this much of a story in New York. Now, everything that happens with, you know, the Yankees, the Mets, the Jets, the Giants, the, the Knicks, it's bigger because it's New York. And God forbid the person involved in the sports conversation is also Italian because, boy, New Yorkers are attracted to that as well. 
And well, as you can see, Tommy DeVito is clearly Italian. Uh, when I was a kid, I got to be totally honest, growing up in upstate New York, I was surrounded by Italian, Jewish, and black families. And I was always a little envious of Italian, Jewish, and black families. It felt like they had a culture to really work from. Uh, I always envied Italian food, Jewish food, Italian culture, Jewish culture. I always loved the way that that black people would refer to other black people as brothers, even though they had never met before. Like when I was a little kid, I just thought that was so cool. I'm like, God, I wish I had total stranger, random brothers that you just recognize out on the street. Like, I love that brotherhood. I love that community. I love the culture. So as growing up a doughy little white boy in upstate New York, who, you know, I guess we had some German in us, a little Polish in us, a little French in us, a little bit, you know, like, what are you? I'm a mutt. I'm, I'm, I don't have this one. I'm not Italian. I'm not Jewish. We're not, we're not black and we don't have just like this available thousand year long cool culture to pull our, our meals around and our gatherings around. I always felt a little left out of the, isn't my heritage cool conversation? That always happened to me. When being Italian becomes your personality, though, you got a problem. Like, my only personality is I'm Italian. My only, the, the, what, what are you for a living? I'm Italian. Oh, yeah? Do you do anything else other than be Italian? No, I'm, I'm just kind of Italian. Like, it, it, it does happen. And, and there is some, like, regional charm to it from the East. But uh, this, this really, again, it, it hit its apex during the Sopranos era, and then it got put on steroids and totally ruined by Jersey Shore, where having Italian, I'm Italian, as your only clearly visible personal uh, like personality trait became way too much, right? Way too much. Um, Tommy DeVito is not the problem. Being Italian is his only personality trait. It's his agent. Have you seen his agent? His agent is a moron. His agent is an idiot. His agent dresses like a Halloween costume gangster or someone who wants to be a villain in an old Batman movie, like the Batman TV series, not the Batman movies, but like TV Batman. Um, it's ridiculous. Tommy DeVito's agent then got really greedy. And after agreeing to go to a pizza parlor uh, for a $10,000 appearance fee, he tried to double it on this pizza parlor. Just a New Jersey pizza parlor. Not famous, not, not super rich. And, you know, $10,000 is maybe worth it to the parlor to have the publicity that comes with the New York Giants quarterback being in the restaurant, signing autographs. That, oh, good piece of pizza. You know, it's, it's good publicity. But once you bring it to the $20,000 mark, now you, you, don't, you don't make up those margins. Now it's not worth it. His agent got really greedy. Shout out to Tommy DeVito for still showing up to that pizza parlor after all. Tommy DeVito had his agent rock the boat and he still went to the pizza parlor for the original agreed upon price. And his agent got humbled and embarrassed and apparently won't be handling appearances anymore. Good. When your agent wants to be more famous than the client, you need a new agent. And Oh, by the way, Tommy DeVito is also tired of being just wrapped up into some Italian stereotype. And he basically told the New York giants social media department, knock it off with the Italian shit. I love that. I love it. So Tommy DeVito, good on you 
Good on you for honoring the pizza parlor agreement, even though your agent got all greedy there for a second. And way to tell everybody involved in the giant social media department, knock it off with the Italian shit. There's more to like, stop it. Stop it. I love that. Good for him. Oh boy, I see we're talking about burgers on the grill. We've got Albert making Chinese dumplings. We're talking about food over here. What do we got over here? Tacos sound good right now. Dirty Rice 81. Tacos always sound good. I mean, once time a taco sounded bad. That just that's never happened. By the way, proper manager of Capitola. Happy birthday. Their birthday to the postman. Of Ca- it's postman of Capitola's birthday today. $20 in the super chat. Thank you very, very much. And uh, again, can we get the postman to actually confirm whether or not it is his birthday? Happy birthday, if indeed it is. That's why we keep the handy hat available. What do we got here? Ratto. Hell yeah. Damon is the homie. He helped me get hired when I was an intern. Well, uh, who, who are you really? I don't, I don't recognize the last name. You're not Ray Ratto. You're not Brian Ratto from, maybe this is Brian Ratto. I don't know, but thank you very much. ABC says, uh, Think the Ravens got a game manager? No, he's he's more than a game manager. He's a former MVP. He's a one-man army. Hey, whether you are... Oh, it is Brian Ratto. There it is. It's my guy, Brian Ratto. Keep your head down and stay employed in that crazy dead-end job of yours. Or, or come over here. Get to YouTube now while you can, brother. I feel bad for my friends who are just trapped in radio, and that's what they are. They're trapped. There's nowhere to really go. You'll not be paid well. There's no upward management anymore. There's you're not going to be promoted. You're not. It's just you're not going to be rewarded. It's just it sucks what happened in radio. So you know we're over here dominating. It's only a matter of time. I thank you so much for uh, being here. I thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing over here. Uh, It means an awful lot. Please hit like. Please hit subscribe. We're going to be taking you through the holidays. I'm going to be talking to you at the two-minute warning of 49ers and Ravens on Christmas. We're going to have some cookies and eggnog and drink together. We're going to have ourselves a good old-fashioned Christmas bro-down. And all you chicks are invited to. Thank you very much for listening on the podcast. We are about to hop, hop into uh, hop into uh, a little Club Plus here, see what's going on in the chat. But in the meantime, I'm going to say thank you so much for being a part of this. And sports don't build character. They reveal it. Like that, whew, he's gone.